I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Ethereum developers dare hackers to break F2.0. And in our main story, researchers find more of Satoshi Nakamoto's lost Bitcoin fortune. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show on this Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. Crazy, crazy things happening all around the country today. I wake up every morning and listen to the same three podcasts. The hourly news from NPR, Up First, also from NPR, and The Daily by The New York Times. And then later in the day, I listen to a couple more podcasts, but that's how I start my morning every morning before I start this show. And today, I heard the same thing on two of the podcasts about homeland security going into certain cities around the country. We saw what happened in Portland, unmarked vans, people in military fatigues, grabbing people off the street without rhyme or reason and throwing them in a van and holding them. And these forces are now going into Chicago. And I just think that this is something that we should all pay attention to to make sure that this doesn't get, well, I think it might be just a little out of control already, but infringement of our freedoms is really on a slippery slope right now. Can Bitcoin, blockchain, or cryptocurrency help in this situation? I'm not too sure if this specific situation can be helped by a cryptocurrency, but government spending on the blockchain in a way that is transparent yet fairly anonymous enough so that we wouldn't know exactly what they're buying, but knowing how things are being spent, where it's being spent, could be very enlightening that would allow for more checks and balances of the American people on our government. Speaking of checks, let's check on those Bitcoin and cryptocurrency prices. And look at this, we have prices that are going up, not sideways, but up. Bitcoin is at $9,381.34, up 2% from yesterday, which is the second highest price since July 8th. Ethereum at $243.45, up 2.1%. Litecoin at $43.66, up 3.1%. Bitcoin Cash at $230, up 2.5%. And XRP not moving too much, but still moving up at 19.9 cents, up 0.7% from yesterday. Can we continue this upward momentum all the way until the end of the year? And let's see, some $20,000 Bitcoin. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Now into our main story with managing editor of Decrypt, Stephen Graves. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Bitcoin is trending upwards right now. Prices are $200 more than I reported yesterday. And this so happens, you guys wrote an article, researcher finds more Satoshi Nakamoto's lost Bitcoin fortune. How much more Bitcoin are we talking about? And how much Bitcoin does Satoshi have? There's been a report from uh, Whale Alert, which is a uh, researcher who investigates the Bitcoin blockchain. And what they've discovered is that Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin, mined slightly more Bitcoin in the early days of the network than we thought. So previous estimates had it at around 1.1 million Bitcoin. And the new figure is uh, 1,125,150 Bitcoin. And how much 
money in US dollars are we talking? It's quite a lot. It's uh, something like $10.9 billion in, uh, in today's market prices. Oh, my goodness. So $10.9 billion are just locked away in a wallet that nobody's going to touch? Yes, no one's going to touch it. Well, no one has touched any of the Satoshi wallets uh, that we know of to date. Frankly, if someone were to touch them, even if they moved like one Satoshi from one of those wallets, it would cause all sorts of ructions because, you know, the uh, suddenly it would be like the um, the diamond cartels flooding the market. Suddenly there would be uh, a whole million other Bitcoin that no one knew about available and potentially able to sort of uh, be traded. So it's probably a good thing that Satoshi's never touched them. You know, 10 billion dollars is a lot of money and anybody that i know who started the bitcoin network and had 10 billion dollars was would probably want to touch it sooner or later unless they're really well off um, already use it to you know just fund their life i mean who stumbles on 10 billion dollars satoshi nakamoto did satoshi nakamoto hasn't touched that money why did he mine 10 billillion dollars worth of well maybe it wasn't 10 billion dollars at the time why did he mine 1.1 million bitcoins and didn't even touch it or have no intention think, to touch it i think for satoshi um the the monetary value of it was basically incidental because what he or she or they were trying to do was was build the network so actually the monetary value of it was almost incidental to them so for instance the mining the way the researchers say was basically done to protect the uh, the emerging Bitcoin network from things like 51% attacks. Um, and it was also to artificially maintain the time it took to, to mine a block at around 10 minutes, which Satoshi believed was the ideal time uh, for, a, for a block mining. So basically, if there was too much activity on the network or not enough activity, they could artificially manipulate the time it took uh, for blocks to be mined. So you're, you're basically saying he's trying to protect against a 51% attack. Can you explain a 51% attack? Well, I mean, briefly, a 51% attack is when any one miner or, or a bunch of miners is able to control more than 50% of the, the mining power, the computing power on a network. And if they're able to do that, they can do things like block transactions from taking place. Um, so they essentially have control over the network. They can manipulate it. And obviously, if they're able to do that, that completely undermines any trust in in the network essentially what satoshi was trying to do was sort of almost be a benevolent dictator in those early days was to yes they had this power over the network but only up to the point where other people were able to pick it up and it became sufficiently decentralized that it could be self-maintaining almost the bitcoin network now is just a massive network to gain 51 percent of the computing or hashing power of the network is virtually impossible extremely expensive almost impossibly expensive you said he she they or them when referring to satoshi a little bit ago and the more i I learn about bitcoin the more i learned about you know the network and read the white paper over and over again the brilliance that went into bitcoin and the foresight that went into bitcoin seems like to be a little bit much for one person i personally think that it's a multitude of people or an organization that created the bitcoin network what's your thoughts on it I mean, I think it's basically impossible to know at this point because Satoshi went to great lengths to keep his, her or their identity under wraps. And it's almost immaterial whether it was one person or many at this point because 
they haven't touched the Bitcoin that they created. They um, they clearly are sort of maintaining the ideals under which they created it. Uh, apparently, according to the researchers, there were at least you know, 48 computers in the network, uh, in, in Satoshi's network, which could be a group of people or it could be one person running 48 computers. You know, who, who would know? But I think, to be honest, it would spoil the mystery at this point to find out, wouldn't it? Well, I, for one, am down with spoiling that mystery. I want to know who or what they are. I'm going with aliens. But Stephen, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. In other news, call to all hackers, call to all hackers. Do you want to win a quick $5,000? Well, Ethereum core developer Danny Ryan has issued a challenge to you. He wants you to break a pair of ETH 2.0 test nets. And if you do, you get five grand. F2.0 is trying to ramp up and have a successful release in two weeks. And to do that, he needs people to try to break it. If you have the gumption, go ahead and try. Win yourself $5,000 and then come on the show and tell me about it. And it looks like there's a little bit of confusion in the IEO world or the initial exchange offering world. Evos Esports, an Indonesian-based esports platform owned by ATTN Holdings, says that the ATTN token for sale on OKX is unrelated to the company. OKX stated that it's ATTN's internal issues that are the cause of the confusion. The ATTN Holdings company says, in quote, the board wishes to clarify that neither Attention Holdings, ATTN, or EVO Sports is currently undertaking any form of fundraising, and that neither of them have any relation whatsoever to do with OKX. And it also advised members of the public to exercise caution when considering a cryptocurrency-based investment. I'm curious to see how this unfolds. And finally, is web traffic juicing the new wash trading? Bitcoin exchanges may be paying for web traffic. Bitcoin exchanges such as OKX are seeing more web traffic coming from sites that pay people to visit websites, but who's paying for it? A report shows that nearly 50% of OKX's web traffic comes from Bitcoin faucets and ad sites. Why is this important? Well, it's one way that exchanges boost their rankings as crypto data aggregators now take into consideration the web traffic before they use just trading volume. Then they used how many people are trading on their platform. And when that wasn't enough, they said, hey, let's go to web traffic. So the more web traffic, the more trading volume, the more people on your website, the higher in rankings. Seems like a pretty good incentive, but is it true? Well, according to CoinGecko's report, it is. Let's see again how this shakes out. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Remember, you can find all of this news and more on Decrypt.co. And don't forget, they have an app. Go to your Google Play Store, your Apple App Store, and download the Decrypt News app. Email me if you need. And if you want to talk, come on the show or chat crypto, send me an email. Matthew Aaron at DecryptMedia.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy moon landing.